well out to left center field. And it's gone! He went to Jared! Sox for the win! Second night in a row, Jansen gets booed off the field. You're listening to the Atia Hour podcast presented by Book and Sports with your host, Trent Atia. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to your favorite sports betting show, the Atia Hour, brought to you by the Book and Sports app. Download the Book and Sports app today free on the Google Play Store and Apple App Store. Join the squad, download the app, track your bets, interact with the entire gambling community right from the palm of your hand. Download the Book and Sports app today. Welcome back. It's, what is it, Tuesday? Jesus. I thought for sure for how much I'm in the red already this week, it was at least Thursday. Mikey Evers, good morning. How are we doing? And yet it feels like another week for Trinatia. <laughs> Shut the hell up, Mikey Evers. I make <laughs> coin. Yeah, in your dreams, maybe. I make coin. Hey, did you have a good weekend of bets? I had a pretty terrible weekend of bets, to be did honest you? with you. Um the Olympics closed out, and to nobody's surprise, actually, to my surprise, I will say the U.S. finished with the most medals. In an Olympics where I felt like I was watching the U.S. sell in a lot of minuscule sports, and that was that was terrible, minor sports, um, they were losing. And I was kind of like, this might be our year we get dethroned, but unfortunately for China, better luck next time. No, um, they came nowhere close. We, we sweeped the Olympics, yet yeah. didn't hit the over. <laughs> Did not hit the over in the gold, which was tough. Uh, but I actually lost every single futures Olympic bet I made. There you go. So that was good. So hey, I love any weekend like that. But you know what the worst part is, though, is that they don't settle till the Olympics are over. And some of them were like sports in the first week. Yeah. So it's still in my bets up as active. And then it's settled. Um, other than that, you know, the summer league's been quite tasty. And the MLB still sucks. How about yourself? <laughs> quick, quick back. question. Did you find out about your Dominican Republic uh, futures bet? Like what sport that was? It was baseball. Oh, oh yeah. Wouldn't have been anything else. It was baseball. And my Germany one was handball. And the reason why I took that was because I was in a room with people watching handball. And somebody told me that Germany invented the sport of handball. So <laughs> I threw on their future. And it did not hit. So apparently just because you invented the sport doesn't mean you would be good at it. No. Newsflash. No, newsflash. Glad you learned something, though. <laughs> <laughs> always learning. always take away a positive when you when you come out learning something. <laughs> so just because you invented the sport doesn't necessarily mean you're a lock. There you go. Done. There you go. You come to Atia Hour Show, you learn something new. Learn something new. That's the value we bring to to the sports betting community. Um, but yeah, summer league. You guys been making any coin there? I mean, there's there's definitely some value on these spreads. I mean, yeah, like the, the summer league. Show. The summer league. The most important thing to note about the Summer League is that literally none of it matters. So the fact that I'm seeing people on Twitter talking about this guy's a bust, this guy's a hit, (laughs) is absurd. But I will say there's definitely some value in the spreads because in a matchup today, hold on, let me just pull it up real quick, where the Rockets, I believe, are playing the Pistons. Game of the night. That's Cade Cunningham and I think Luca Garza is on the Pistons as well, playing Josh Christopher and (laughs) Jalen Green. That's probably going to be a pretty high-scoring game, I feel like. 
Because in their first matchup, Jalen Green and Josh Christopher combined for like 36 points. So that's going to be one that I'd like to watch. And I think the Rockets are a little uh, they're a little undervalued here. And I think I might sprinkle on their spread of plus five and a half there to cover against the Pistons. No, I like that. I like that. I mean, there's there's a whole slate of NBA tonight. Also, there MLB uh, as well. Uh, but we got a great show lined up for today. We're going to be talking about... Uh, MLB plus money futures odds. We're going to zoom in a little bit on the Cy Young, the National League, as well as the uh, division. The division race is going on right now. There's definitely some value on the boards there. Uh, we're going to hear from from uh, Timmy Bones on some bad beats of the week. Uh, and then we have a very special guest joining us on the show today. Uh, can't wait for you guys to hear this interview. Um, and then we got a little no chance lay for the squad. No chance this shit hits. Uh, so stick around for the parlay at the end of the show. Uh, it's going to be a good one. But uh, yeah, Olympics, the over 40, or over 46 and a half did not hit. We finished with 39. Tough, tough. I had a birthday lay this weekend, also did not hit. Tough. God, MLB. I mean, yesterday, there was four games yesterday that everyone on Book It, on the Book It Sports app and gambling Twitter, uh, spent all day cooking up, trying to get surgical and have the winning five-teamer. Well, it started out with a fucking cancellation. The Brewers ran, rained out. So we were left with four games. Four games. Uh, I think the Reds costed everybody their lays. Uh, first game off the bat. Fucking Cincinnati loses to the Indians 9-2 to or some shit like that. Ruined every lay. Ruined everyone. I posted a video on TikTok. It just said, like, drop the winning parlay. There was, like, 300 comments, uh, and there was two winning parlays out of 300 comments. Four games. Crazy. Uh, and that's just betting on baseball for you. You just never know. You got teams that are plus 250 that could easily win outright. Uh, so, I mean, that's just, again, we're in mid-August right now. Uh Football cannot come faster. faster. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait for a time where we're not talking about betting on NFL preseason and NBA summer league just to get rid of uh, some baseball bets. We're close. We're close. Like three weeks away. All these bet slips are filled with MLB, NBA summer league, and literal Boston exhibition league. games. Yeah, literally, literally, just get us out of August. If we can get out of August with some change in our pockets, we'll be fine. But that's a that's a tough task to get through the month of August. I mean, it's actually pretty disgusting that we're making parlays with summer league and preseason games. But uh, yeah, it's what yeah. It is. we're not. You are. <laughs> I am. I sure. Well, I know you are. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we got we're we're in mid August and pivotal time for MLB uh, for the division races, MVP races, all the award races. And there's absolutely some money to be made with the lines that are currently available on books right now um, for some of these bets. Let's start with the National League MVP, where Fernando Tatis is currently the favorite at plus 100 odds. Um, but we've seen some interesting line movement just within the last, I mean, really, since the last episode of Atia Hour. Bryce Harper is now at plus 270. Behind him is Max Muncy, at plus 460. Trey Turner plus 850. Uh, Freddie Freeman at plus 1200. Um, Mikey Overs. I mean, kind of the man of the segment right here. 
I will the take Bryce Harper pick. I will take my flowers on that because on an episode of the Atty Hour, we were running through future MLB uh, MVPs for the NL, and I said, let me throw a name out there, Bryce Harper. And I'm pretty sure everyone on this screen, maybe other than Gavin because he's just a nauseating Philadelphia fan, said that is absurd. And I actually ended up sprinkling it live on the show when it was at plus 3,000, and it has now moved to plus 270. That's and I really do think if the Phillies keep playing the way they're playing, that Bryce Harper will be the MVP as long as he keeps playing the way he's playing. I mean, he's hitting the home runs almost every other game at this rate right now, and he's willing this Phillies team. And I really feel like he's going to win that MVP unless, you know, Tatis does come back and keeps doing what he's doing, but that injury could keep him out. And I think at the rest of this list, I hate every single name other than Bryce Harper, maybe because I'm wearing his jersey, but and I saw him play this weekend. So plus 3,000. Five bucks to win one fifty-five. Why not? What was the what was the atmosphere like in Philly this weekend? It was absurd. It was absurd. I went to the game where they took first place over the Mets on Saturday, and it was absolutely electric. I bet that was absolutely electric. I mean, they're on fire right now. So, props to you for taking that at plus three thousand. That is some ridiculous line movement. I would be stoked if I were you, Uh, Jason. You got a pick here. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I think you're giving Gavin too much credit because I, I remember when you said you wanted to take Bryce Harper. I'm pretty sure he said that like he'd missed too much time and it probably wasn't a great pick. So let's not get ahead of ourselves and say, oh, yeah, like Gavin was on it too. Right? That it was a good call, Mikey, over. Just, you know, take it. Don't dish out the, the winnings. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you look at these guys, so obviously I, I assume we're, 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 we're assuming that Tatis is going to miss more time. Uh, cause otherwise if he comes back tomorrow, like I'm, I would still go with him, but if he's missing more time, we know it's not going to be a Dodger because it's a different Dodger hero every single night. Like, I don't think anyone like Muncie can't, I don't think Muncie or Turner will be able to win it. Um, and especially if they don't even win the division, I don't see how you know, one of these, one of these just pieces on the Dodgers will be an MVP. It, it looks like it's a, it's the race to the NLE's crown for the MVP. So I like Freddie Freeman at plus 1,200. Why not? They're only two games back, and if they do end up somehow winning the division, which is super possible, two games back, they could – I mean, this division could could uh, you know see a new leader in the, within, within the next week. Freddie Freeman leads the Braves in every category. Ronald Cunha went down. If they do win the division, if they do make the playoffs, it's going to be completely on his back. Mm-hmm. So I don't see why – I mean, it, it, to me, it's pretty much the same bet as Bryce Harper, except the Phillies are just have a couple games up on – on the Braves, but for plus 1,200, I don't know, am I crazy? I think, I mean, it's hard to run it back. We were talking about that earlier. No one's done it since pools in 08, but 08, 09. But just the, the value of plus 1,200, and to me, it's just whoever wins that division, I feel like has the better yeah. shot. And the other three guys, if if Tatis doesn't come back, it's not going to be him. It won't be a Dodger. We all know it's not going to be a Dodger. So Yeah, I mean, I, to me, I feel like the only appealing options here are to take a Bryce Harper at plus 270 while it's still plus money or a Freddie Freeman at plus 1200. Exactly. I just don't think it's going to be a Dodger. I it mean, can't be. it can't be a Dodger. Uh, I really, I just don't see it happening. Gavin has something cheeky for us. Um, also relating back to Jason, I was just a little hesitant at the time about <laughs> his days on the DL. And obviously now that's playing a big role in Tatis dropping on the NL odds. But I hopped on uh, Fox Sportsbook the other day and was just messing around with some odds. Um, I wanted to parlay between the NL MVP, NL Cy Young. 
clearly being the, the Philly guy I am, I rolled with Harper MVP, Zach Wheeler, Cy Young at plus 1,400. I think that's great value. I mean, obviously, granted, two weeks ago, this this would have probably been around plus five to 10,000, but still taking it at plus 1,400, no one's going to surpass Wheeler the way he's playing right now, and uh, Harper has the momentum of the city behind him. So uh, I definitely think this is a, a play. Well, well, I love it. A little Philly Futures parlay. Uh, that's hashtag cheeky. Gavin. Yeah, throw in, throw in Jalen Hurts if you wanted to. And, oh, my God. No, and now, the, now, the, now you're losing. Of the year. <laughs> now you're losing us. Gavin, you were talking about Zach Wheeler. Let's talk about the NL Cy Young odds. Uh, currently, Zach Wheeler is the favorite at plus 160. Uh, right behind him is Walker Bueller, plus 370. Brandon Woodruff, plus 500. Corbin Burns, plus 750. And Kevin Gosman for the Giants at plus 950. Um, I personally just don't see how Wheeler doesn't win this. But Jason, try to sell me on something else. Uh, I mean, similar to my Freddie Freeman argument, we'll just go with someone that has a little bit better juice and we'll go Walker Bueller plus 370. Uh, again, I mean, the it's kind of the opposite with the Dodgers starting nine and the Dodgers rotation. The Dodgers rotation has been completely banged up. You have the whole Trevor Bauer situation. Kershaw is going to be shut down until September, it looks like. So Walker is the glue that's holding that rotation together. Uh, he leads the league in ERA, quality starts. He's third in wins. I think Wheeler leads the league in strikeouts, so he's got that going. But I don't know. I saw a stat that that showed that Walker Bueller hadn't given up more than five hits since June 2nd, and he's only given up more than five hits five yeah. times in 23 starts. Like, he's been unhittable this year. So, look, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it probably Zach Wheeler obviously has to leg up. He's the obvious favorite right now. But plus 160, I'm not sold on any juice there. So let's yeah. go plus 370. Like it's still, I mean, there's a chance Walker can do it. And, you know, I don't think he's that much. He's that. He's not that far behind Zach Wheeler. Like I would have imagined it would have been like plus 200 or plus 210, something like that. But plus 370, I think there's a legit chance he, he could continue to shine. And, I mean, it, like I saw him pitch on Sunday at the game. And, again, it was the Angels with no Otani lineup. So I'm not going to yeah, jump mean, to any conclusions. But he, he's he's – He's unhittable right now. I think this series this week is going to be pivotal for these lines. Yeah. Uh, the Dodgers and the Phillies play a, a series this week, and it's going to be electric. Yeah, and then the Dodgers, tonight. and then the Dodgers are in New York playing the Mets. So a oh. lot of East Coast Dodger action. A lot of East Coast Dodger action. That means that the Dodgers are going to be playing during the day, which I don't. Yeah, love. that means we get to watch them at four o'clock our time. Yeah, wow. I don't love That's... that. I do not love that at all. Zach Wheeler plus one sixty. I ain't taking that. You fucking serious? No way. Do it. No, I'm not touching C futures in MLB. Like, I would rather save my units and throw a four teamer on a goddamn parlay tonight. Why are we doing this segment if you're not going to put any money <laughs> on MLB futures? Because, dude, units are so scarce these days. I don't have units to toss on futures. Do you? I mean, I did. I have been throwing units on him. Sure, sure. Gavin, give me a future on uh, the NL Cy Young. Well, I was rolling through the odds just a couple of days ago, and this line has also shifted, not obviously as drastic as the MVP situation. However, just a few days ago, Wheeler was at plus 300, and Bueller was at plus 275. So obviously the race was close, but it continued um, to, to move, obviously – uh, Wheeler finds himself on a team that's on an eight-game win streak, looking to seek nine tonight. 
Obviously, we were talking about the electric atmosphere of Philly right now. It's pretty much going to be like a, a playoff series this upcoming week. It's going to be a great time. Um, obviously, on paper, he's leading the league in strikeouts with 181, 2.4 ERA, ERA, which is not first, but he's still top 10. Yeah, because Walker's first. Yeah, and then he also has 10 wins. Um, and it was just so fitting uh, to sweep the Mets on Sunday with a complete game on Roy Holiday Day. I mean, come on. Wow. I mean, yeah, that was that was pretty incredible. Uh, you Undocked can't strip that. You can't beat that. So no. I think uh, we're definitely wheeling with Wheeler for the NL Cy Young, 100%. Wheeling with Wheeler, baby. I love well it. done. I love it. I absolutely love that. Uh, division races are getting pretty close, honestly. Uh, we look at the NL West, NL West, mid-August, man. Nothing like the NL West in mid-August. The Giants are still plus money to win the division, which I think is interesting considering that the Dodgers are four games back of the division uh, and they're currently at minus 165 to win that division. I mean, in my opinion, I personally think the Dodgers will win the division, uh, but is there any value on the Giants at plus 125? Um, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now because this is becoming kind of – something that's happening over and over again of Jason saying things on the show and me just taking them live. And he did tell me to take the Giants live a couple episodes ago, and they were at plus 260. So the line has moved a little bit here to plus 125. I like where I got in, but I also don't love that I did put money on this because I feel like we've got a couple people in this call that are really high on the Dodgers. And I hate the Dodgers, but if people are high on the Dodgers, it makes me nervous about the Giants. And it's just kind of been this constant loop of me really liking the bet and then hating the bet because they do have to beat the, Do- the Dodgers to win this division. But I do like that I got in a plus 260, so thanks, Jason. Yeah, I mean, don't say a couple guys are high on the Dodgers. Like, I'm I'm high on Walker Bueller to win Cy Young. That is not a team uh, award. We know that. Shane <laughs> Bieber won it last year. The Indians weren't good. The Guardians, excuse me. Uh, yeah, throwing the Giants hat today for this bet. The fact that I think you can get a a team that's been first place in their division in I don't know how many like two three months maybe like I mean most of the season they've been first place. They're four games up. There's a month left in the season, and you can still get them a plus money. Uh, I don't really get it. I guess it's just the Dodgers have won eight straight NL West divisions or whatever. But the Dodgers are one in twelve in extra inning games. It just I don't know. Someone tells me it's just not the year. It's not their year. The streak's going to come to an end. Uh, they played the Giants at home in a four-game series, lost lost three. And then the next week they played up in the Bay, and the Giants took two of three. So the Giants are clearly the better team right now, and nothing has shown proven to me why the Dodgers can can overcome that those four games back. So plus 125, I mean, I don't know if I would act like honestly touch it. Um but, I mean, if you're looking to make a bet on the NL West, the Giants clearly the move with plus money four games up. I would not even remotely come close to the Dodgers minus 165 for a team that's four games out. Yeah. I mean, you might as well just take the Dodgers minus 165 any given fucking night. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that <laughs> makes no sense. I, I don't like. I don't understand how the lines are this way. I mean, yeah. I guess it's I the mean, Dodgers. And, that? I mean, yeah, also- I mean, I wonder what it was before Scherzer and Turner got there. Because they have looked – I mean, Turner's been an immediate impact. Scherzer threw, like, seven innings of one-run one baseball. So, I mean, how much better are they with Max Scherzer and Trey Turner? They were already good before. 
I mean, that team is just fucking stacked. I don't know how they don't win the division and figure it out and get ahead of those four games. Uh, while we're talking about the Dodgers, I just had a random thought come to mind that I want to ask. Uh, you're in game seven of the World Series, bottom of the ninth. You're bringing in Kenley Jansen or Aroldis Chapman. Wow. Yeah. Who are you bringing in? I feel like Aroldis, he's been there before. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, Kenley, honestly, I mean, he, he obviously played in the World Series last year, but, like, game six, he was nowhere to be found. They didn't touch him. But Aroldis, though, like, are you putting in Aroldis and not thinking about that dumb smile he has once he gives up that old two-day walk-off or the Rajay Davis game-tying home run? Like, that's the only thing. I don't know. It was a tough one. You know what I'm thinking about, though? I could live with Aroldis Chapman selling on me. The thought of me losing Game 7 because of Kenley Jansen, like, that would just murder me for the rest of my life. Like, the rest of my life, I could be like, yeah, you know, Aroldis came in, just threw, like, 105 down the gut and just got absolutely corked on. But the thought of having to describe that I lost in the in a World Series bet because Kenley Jansen came in, I don't know why, but that just feels way worse. Dude. <laughs> I, I agree. Dude, he hurts. You run the risk. <laughs> you run the risk of not being able to throw strikes because the moment's too big if you got Kenley Jansen out there. But yeah, uh, like your like to your point, if you got Chapman up there, like he's throwing one of three, one of the four. It's just a matter of if Altuve knows what pitch is coming. To be honest, it's really. All, it, all that all comes down to. I was at that game and I in Houston. Never, yeah, I've never did. My ears were ringing for hours after that. Like, and we, I was with Yankees fans, and we were mm. out of that stadium before the ball even fucking landed, dude. It was insane. I was, I was in New York City with a bunch of Yankees fans. We were at a bar, and the DJ LeMayu tying home run was like the most. I just completely became a Yankee fan within like 10 seconds. Like we were dogpiling on each other. And then the Altuve walk-off was just the funniest yeah, thing. Yeah, DJ LeMayhew with the clutchest home run. Yeah, no, the, uh, it was going the crazy over, that point. That catch the over, I was going absolutely nuts. Yeah, you were just so there for the over with all the Yankee fans that actually were trying to make our World Series. <laughs> I will say, though, I would much rather hang out with Kenley Jansen over Aroldis Chapman. I feel like Aroldis yes. is a weird hangout guy. Like, he'd probably talk about, like, creatine and well, I don't think being from Cuba. So, I mean, you definitely speak a little bit of English. I, I actually yeah. don't think he speaks I don't, I don't know. <laughs> There's no way he doesn't speak I'm a pretty little sure bit. he does not I mean, you do English. know that there are, like, a lot of baseball players that don't speak English. Or it's yeah. just, like, breaking no, I mean, but Aroldis, you know, I feel like he's been around the block a couple times, played for the Yankees. I feel like when you play for the Yankees, they're going to be like, hey, first shave the beard, second you got to learn a little bit of English. I, I, I personally don't think he speaks a lake of English. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, NL East odds, like we said before, the Phillies are currently the favorite at minus 140 right now. Uh, but the Braves creeping up right behind them two, two games back. Uh, they're plus 250 to win the NL East. And then right behind them, two and a half games back, are the Mets at plus 300. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's enough value for me to take the Mets at plus 300. I would need at least plus five. Um, but, Gavin, what are your thoughts on, on that? Um, to begin this conversation, I definitely want to receive my flowers for uh, this past week, saying that the Mets were fucked. Um, obviously, this so was sharp of you. obviously, this was a biased play. However, the Mets did end up getting swept, and the Phillies did take first place of the division, as I said on last episode. However, 
Um, one thing that is on the Philly side for uh, the remainder of the season is that they're coming in with the weakest strength of schedule remaining in the league. Um, we have two series with the D-backs, a series with the Pirates. But honestly, at the end of the day, I don't think there's going to be a team in this, this division that really, you know, takes a, a great lead. Um, I think it's going to be close for the remainder of the season. I think the Braves are going to continue to knock on the door. The Mets are going to be still knocking on the door, even though they can't really score runs right now. Um, but I've seen this this situation and this story um, not end well in many situations. If I was a bet, if I was going to bet on this division, I definitely, I'll definitely stay away to begin with. Definitely, there's no value in taking the Phillies at minus money. Um, I know before the season, I think they're around plus five, six hundred, which is pretty great value as it's looking now. However, who would have knew it would be August 10th and they would be on an eight-game win streak playing their best baseball since 2011. So it's been a good 10 years. Let me be honest with you. I think the Phillies don't win the win the division. I think they sell. The Braves. I mean, it would be very disappointing and uh, demoralizing if we go back-to-back years selling down the stretch. We had a yeah, I mean, it would be just pretty – Typical Philadelphia sports. That, no. that is too. That is true too. However, it was the I, I forget the exact situation last. One more game, and we had like three games to play, or like two games against the Mariners or the Marlins, and we ended up losing both games. And we need always the Marlins. And then the Marlins ended up beating this, beating the Cubs in that in that series in the first first series of the playoffs. So I mean, that could have been could have been Philly, but wild. Yeah. Think the Marlins were a playoff. It's wild to think all those teams were playoff teams last year. I feel like they were like eight in each league. I feel like that's every Philly division. When you look at the Eagles and like their division, and then like the Phillies, and like obviously Sixers, it's it's a whole conference. But I mean, I feel like everyone's just always like so bad that it makes it close. I mean, no one in in the NL East right now is really like standing out with a a crazy record. I mean, yeah, Phillies are like what six games above five hundred. Nothing crazy when you look at the White Sox and some of these other teams leading their divisions. Love it. Love it. I mean, shit. You know I ain't touching that bullshit futures division. No, uh, yeah. Definitely they, stay away. Yeah. No. But if I were to take something, I would take Braves plus 250. Uh, I think the Braves are are bound to get hot. Bound to get hot down the stretch. Uh, we have a great guest today. Very special guest. Can't wait to get to that interview. But before we get there... Uh, let's hear from Timmy Bones on some of the bad beat bones of the week. Timmy What's Bones. Up, yeah. What a what a terrible, terrible time to be a sports better right now. Literally. We are so close to football, but just not quite there. And right now in the dog days of summer, we are getting some atrocious bad beats. And there's been a handful of them in the last week. So, I mean, just to kick it off, back on the NL East, we got the Braves and Nats playing the other day. Can't imagine there's even a lot of money riding on this game to begin with. Kind of a meaningless game. But for those of you who took the over-under, I am truly, truly sorry. It was set at nine. And in the top of the ninth, with two outs and two strikes, the score is five to three. We are a strike away from cashing the under. Ryan Zimmerman, one of my all-time favorite players, hits a meaningless RBI double right into the gap. Scores a run. The over pushes. Next batter out. Final score, 5-4. That is a terrible, terrible bone It's always the last bad. strike. It's always the last strike. I'm surprised it wasn't Kinley on the bump. But either way, that is just a really sour note to leave off on that game. For sure. 
And then the second one, Braves back at it again. Maybe it's time to not bet on the Braves anymore. Except for this game, I know Nick Yale's going to love this one. The Cards were beating the Braves in the top of the eighth, four to one. Two out rally. Braves put up a six spot. Six runs in the top of the eighth. Cash the over, cash the money line, all with four outs left in their name in the game. That <laughs> is also a certified Bones bad beat. Nothing's Terrible. worse than losing money on the goddamn birds. Dude, it's just <laughs> stay away from that division right now. They are not good. And then looking at last night, the Yankees and Royals. What an exciting game that was late in the stretch. But if you had the under at 10, bad luck right there. When uh, there were six outs to go in the game, you had a six-run margin to not hit the over. Yankees take the lead in the top of the ninth. Royals thought, you know what, let's push this game into extras. Let's make it a little bit more exciting. Tied up in the bottom nine. Final score is eight to six. Over is absolutely demolished. Not even a chance. Once again, another certified bones, bad beat. Just Good. a terrible look for the over-unders all around right now. Dog days of summer. That was it. that game yesterday was as rigged as it gets. It's, I mean, 0-0 zero, zero through six and the over smacks. Absolutely ridiculous. Vegas uh, we, in that pocket. Yeah, no, shit's out of pocket, fam. Uh, we got our guest in the studio right now. Let's go to him. Jeff Nadu, how we doing, brother? Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Trent. Thanks for having me. How are you guys? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I woke up just a little bit ago. I had a long day, so I had to get some sleep, but I'm feeling fucking good. Well, sorry. I don't know if I could swear. <laughs> no, good. it's, a, it's all, it's all free, free for all here. Thank you for having <laughs> me. Appreciate it. Of course. Yeah. I saw you tweeted just a minute ago that you had a good night's sleep. You're feeling yes. good today. Yeah. You're, you're a busy man right now. You had a crazy week past week. How, how's everything going? Uh, I'm doing well, man. You know, just, you know, one of your people just said the dog days of summer, you know, that's so true. And, you know, you got to also look towards the future as well. You know, there's a lot of things going on. And for me, I'm kind of in a, a, a kind of in the middle right now, of some of the things that I'm working on in my career. So, uh, you know, I, you always have, there's always one thing that that's been kind of, in my life with, with Barstool and what I've been doing there. So, you know, going up there, you know, it's not easy to go up there, especially for me right now, just with, you know, where I live and I usually get a hotel and it's just a lot of traveling, but uh, it's always good going up there. So, yeah, I, I, I deal with it. it. It's part of what I'm doing. So, Love it. Love it. Well, you've been on a, one of our shows before back with Live Moods. Uh, yeah, but for those who, who are not aware, uh, could you give us just a little bit about your background and how you got into sports betting and how long you've been doing this for? Yes, yeah, so I was. I mean, shout out to Live Moods. I, I she's a great, you know, great girl. She does a lot of good work. Um, yeah, I've been in the business really since the inception on Twitter. I I was around in the early two thousand nine, kind of that time frame. I've been doing it since then. Gambling Twitter has evolved. You know, it was really bad for a while. Then it got really good, and then it's kind of back to being bad again. But <laughs> I've been gambling since I was I don't know seven or eight probably. Uh, it's always been kind of the, the lifeblood of my own life, kind of what I've always done. I made the decision a long time ago that I married the game, you know, and, and this is what I do. Uh, it's not easy. It's not easy to, to do what we do and what, what everyone does. But, you know, I grew to love it. I found a passion doing it. And, uh, you know, the goal was always get paid to do it. Mm -hmm. And um, I worked regular jobs for years. And then it was kind of like, you know, I'm going to take the jump into it about six years ago. Uh, and I started working and doing content and, 
you know, obviously I've always gambled. I've sold picks. I mean, I've done all the, all that and more, but doing content is kind of really where I feel like I shine. I have the ability to do certain things with just kind of memorizing stuff and, and being able to, to fly off the top of my head about anything. So, you know, I think there's always been a place for me in content and, you know, it's tough. It's not easy. I mean, you got to grind every day. Mm -hmm. I'm 12, 13 years into doing this and I still, you know, don't necessarily have, you know, a home as far as what I'm doing, but I've been able to find a way to make it through and, and to work with their certain places. And uh, for me, it's all about being a real dude, you know, having legit conversation, but also being interesting and, and providing people with that, that, uh, that kind of um, personality and, you know, when people like Dave Portnoy, you know, I remember when he when I met him, you know, three, four or five years ago, whenever it was, you know, he said to me, you know, you look like a gambler, you know, remind me of a gambler, you know, and, and I think personality is important. So I kind of absolutely. Just use that. Absolutely. You, you mentioned uh, the fact that Twitter is kind of going back to maybe it's bad ways on gambling Twitter. Uh, what have you seen, you know, over the past couple of really even the last two years since gambling became legal in the United States? Why do you think it's gone the way it's going and how could it be better? Well, you know, I think, Trent, like and, and anyone that does this this thing and anyone that does anything, you know, whether you are a mechanic or, or you, you know about, you know, how to cook or, or whatever, like someone that knows what they're talking about and the professional and and you can kind of understand what they're doing and saying like people are like anyone that could do something good it's fascinating to listen to them and there's just to me i think there's a lot of people that are now in this business that you know i'm not going to knock what they're doing but it, it, it's hard to take some people seriously just with with where they've come from i think a lot of the people it's, it's just a flavor of the week kind of thing mm -hmm. and for someone like me that i mean i have a true passion for this you know good bad i'm always going to be doing this i was here when it wasn't popular i was here when you know, we were doing everything offshore, you know, that and, and yeah. that's kind of how it's evolved. You know, I, I've, I've bet with locals. I, I've done all that stuff. I've I've truly lived all this stuff. And, you know, I always go back to Rounders. If you've ever seen that. Oh, film. that's on one of my favorite movies. Yeah. And in the, in, the, in the one scene, you know, Kanish is approached by Michael to to give him money. And, and you know, he kind of just lays down the law and says, look, you know, you're a little punk. You know, you think this is all easy and. You know, I do this for a living. I do this to eat. You know, I do this because I've learned through the years what you can and can't do. And mm -hmm. I've always kind of equated the new people doing this. Uh, and there's a lot of really good ones. But there is a small group of people on Twitter that um, they think they're Billy Walters with, with when they handicap and bet. And they think that, you know, it's all easy and it's just something you can jump into. Now, some people succeed because of, you know, certain things. But there's just too many pretenders, I think, out there. And I think it really um, cheapens you know, kind of the, the, the whole thing, but yeah, you know, there's a lot of people that find their niches. You know, I know some of your folks, you know, they find uh, niches in the prop markets. And I think I've always, and I told live that, you know, and, and anyone that is in it, you know, you got to find something that you're good at and, and it's maybe kind of off the beaten path and you're interesting because if you're not interesting, you're never going to be set apart from anyone else. I'm interesting. No matter what you say about me personally, I can do my hair and, and I can walk in and I'm going to be interesting to people. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you have to have that it kind of factor. And, and look, I'm not real good looking. I don't, you know, look any certain way as far as, you know, <laughs> I, I think I'm almost more at, at certain points repulsive to look at as opposed to good to look at. So I still think people find that interesting as well. So, Hey, I mean, I, he I heard you say earlier this week, you've lost over a hundred pounds. 
Yeah, 120. I'm, That's I'm amazing, still, dude. I'm still losing weight. I was 340 pounds in March of 2020, and now I'm I'm like 217. I'm right around 217. So That's but, amazing. Congratulations. What's thank the, what's you. Your, what's your secret sauce? Secret sauce to lose weight. Um, well, listen, working out every day, and it's not doing weights. You know, I was out there. I still to this day run a mile every day. I do push-ups. I, my, my, my workout's very rudimentary. I've never been to a gym. I've never done anything with a trainer. I literally go out in the street and, 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 and run, you know, and, you know, you build up, you know, stamina and then you start pushups or everything. If you talk to any, one thing I can say about people in jail, if you've ever noticed about people in jail, they're all big, they're all in shape. Oh yeah. Their secret to always tell you is pushups. Pushups yeah. is a great workout. You can, you can build your, your upper core and it's been real big. And I intermittent fast as well. I don't eat a ton. Yeah. I only eat about five hours out of the day and I fast the rest of it. So, um, you know, I, I don't really eat particularly well. I just try to cut out fried food and sugar. I think if you can cut out sugar and work out every day, um, you'll be good. Congratulations, man. That's that's Thank incredible. You. Keep it Thank up. You. Keep it up. Thank uh, you. So you brought up Portnoy and obviously – you know, your affiliation with with Barstool and Pick Central in the show. You were on Pick Central yesterday on Monday. Um, but could you I've been trying to educate myself on this entire situation over the past couple of weeks. Uh, but would you just be able to give us kind of a backstory on how this uh, beef, we would call it, kind of all started? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been asked this question many times and I don't never really have an answer because you know, I've been loosely affiliated to Barstow for a while. Like I said, it's been like five years. I originally interviewed at their old office. They're at a new one now. Uh, this was back before um, PASPA was passed. Mm -hmm. And I was cool with Big Cat. He connected me with Dave. Dave reached out to me one day and said, hey, you know, I think you're kind of an interesting character. You want to come up and, and talk about some of your ideas. And again, this was before they had any gambling content. They weren't with Penn. It was it was pre all that. And and I went up there and we had a good conversation and we met each other and they kind of, he kind of just said, you know, stand by, you know, we're going to have some things that we're going to be working on. And around that time, uh, there was an individual that, that was connected there as well uh, named Rico Bosco. And he, he had a loose connection with them as well. He was doing some stuff with them. And I actually have, we actually had a, a common person. We both knew that I was very good friends with, and he made some 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 pretty harsh comments about him and look any good friend is going to stick up for a friend and and i stuck up for him and i said you know i don't know who the hell you think you are and you know you just kind of you seem like you're you think every, you're better than everybody else and i kind of called him out at that point and from then on he's just had this disdain for me and you know it's kind of a real lame thing to be pissed off at someone about but you know he's obviously went to some real crazy lengths because he doesn't like me and um, I've never met him. I've never spoke to him. I've never looked at him. I've never seen him in person. You know, that's that's kind of where we are. He has this disdain for me. And, you know, Dave is someone that loves conflict and he really loves this conflict. And, you know, a lot of it is built up through just someone hating me. And mm -hmm. whether that's cheap or not, I, I'll take it is what it is. I don't necessarily care about getting there as far as how I got there. But, you know, I did end up getting there and it kind of just got to a point with me there where he was Trent just really doing things that you just don't do when you work somewhere. You know, if you don't like someone fine, but you know, he was going to lengths to really kind of affect my job there and what mm -hmm. I was doing. And, uh, you know, I kind of just have always been able to self make myself with all this. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to 
kind of move on at this point from it and 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 kind of finish out the season in basketball on my own and you know then you know obviously recently it's it's kind of come back to light just because of football coming and you know dave loves the conflict but i went on yesterday and the goal was to kind of uh you know, obviously talk about some things because he made some really baseless claims about me recently that really went below the belt kind of mm-hmm. in my personal life and i thought that was a little oh, yeah. bush league obviously and then i i was able to talk football and it, it worked out and i thought it went really well so so were were you hoping that the outcome of yesterday's appearance on pick central uh happened the way it did yeah i thought it went really well ultimately i i, I think you know i obviously had some things to say i did not i didn't know dave was going to drop in you know he ended up coming on and you know that that's all pretty valid i mean we we've always had this kind of one thing uh that that's kind of held me back and i think a lot of it is they just are more comfortable with him along the lines of what he can do mm-hmm. um, but i think yesterday the goal was to go in there and also talk football and kind of prove that that i know what i'm doing i i can you know i've never really been someone that was thrown out to their audience because i was a remote employee i wasn't up there every day so going up there was good and kind of being um you know out there in the scheme and talking about stuff was good so yeah i thought it worked and went well so where does it where does it currently stand and what do you what do you hope to happen next with that situation you know like i said before i I just want a home i just want to be able to do gambling content and and, you know i have another podcast i'm working on that i think is a a pretty big monster with and it's not gambling related at all but it's it's something that is a huge niche in america at this point you know we 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 enjoy certain things and i've kind of found something that i think people will enjoy there so i think there's all sorts of different things that that i think they can elevate me doing i think i've proven especially with that show yesterday the show we did yesterday was was, was very well recepted a lot of people watched it um you know and i think i can provide something that they don't necessarily have there and that's a strong gambling mind that again some of their content is very fan driven and it's about rankings and, and overall news in certain sports for me i provide i think a different gambling element again i've been doing it for so long that there are certain things that we and, and a lot of the people on this call can can understand if you've been gambling a long time there are just certain things that you care about that are important that i think you can share with other people and look ultimately this is an enjoyment kind of thing gambling but i think when you're doing it you want to do it and try to make money i mean you don't just want to throw your money away and i think sometimes and I know even you, you know, you know, you have fun with it, but I think ultimately you want to win, right? Oh, yeah. you know, it's your money. So, you know, I think if, if I can help people do that and, and and I can help them with some of the things that I can do. So yeah, where does it stand? I don't know. I mean, we Dave and I talk, you know, I'm I'm sure when he comes back into the city, we'll, we'll have a conversation. He's not there currently, but um, you know, I have a lot of things to hash out. I just want a home at the end of the day. I want to be able to work and not be uh, fucked with like I was before by him and, yeah, he can do him, and I'll do me. No, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I mean, I feel like you're a very respected personality in the space, and I don't think it'll be too long until you can oh, find yourself a home. That. Considering just the traction you've been getting over the past couple of weeks, and well, there's a lot of people that don't respect me. So, you know, why? You why is that? Well, because I I don't take shit from people. That's why. <laughs> uh, you know, if you say, listen, it's pretty simple, Trent. You know, and tell your guys there. If you're nice to someone, generally they'll be nice back. If you're a fucking prick, I'll be a fucking prick. It's pretty simple. Uh, and I won't hesitate to embarrass you. You know, if you want to be an asshole, you know, make sure you're well aware. Look, and I've been an asshole and people have called me out. So we have to be accountable in this business trend. You know, it's not uh, we're not going to just run around and, and act like assholes and not get called out for it. So, no, I love it. And I love the way you handled the, the entire barstool situation. Uh, 
you know, I just felt like you you were the bigger man the entire way. You know, well, that's just, my name, big man on campus. The but, big man on campus. Well, absolutely. you know, it might be time to retire that name. And I said that before, you know, I got that name many years ago. Uh, and, and, you know, it was a literal thing for a while. But, you know, I think names in our business get a little uh, outdated after a while. I know yeah. you have a guy, and he actually might be on here. I don't know if I, some people I forget faces, but you have a guy that, that goes by nickname, um, Mike. Mike I think Mikey yeah. Overs. Is he here? <laughs> yeah, Mikey Overs is in here. Yes, he yeah. is. And maybe he can understand, like, nicknames are cool. Like, if you're in the mafia, like, nicknames are cool. Like, I'm Joey Meatballs. Like, that's a cool nickname. But it's like, I guess after a while, like, I'm 32. Big Mountain <laughs> Campus is kind of like, you know. <laughs> I, 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 could, hey, I feel you on that. I totally feel you on that. Um, no, you, you briefly just brought up, you know, the mob. Uh, and yeah. I – I intentionally have not listened or tuned into any of the, the content that you create about uh, the, the mob scene and gambling, but I'm absolutely fascinated because I heard you talk about it uh, on one of your Twitter lives. I think it was last night or two days ago. Um, but tell us about this content um, and how can we watch it uh, and, and what are your plans to you know dive even deeper with this? Yeah, this content is, is – is, and I, I appreciate you asking me about it. I, I think you know, and this show has taken off. I mean, I'm doing really terrific numbers. You know, I'm only 18 episodes in. But you know, I realized a long time ago that the mafia in this country is really interesting to people. You know, it's kind of one of those things that you kind of know about but don't know about. And you know, the mob has controlled this country really for decades, not necessarily anymore, but – you know, a lot of things in history were created by the mob, you know, whether it's mm -hmm. Kennedy and Marilyn Monroe, you know, Fidel Castro, they all sort of, World War II involved the mafia, weirdly. So I felt like it was an untapped thing that no one was really getting into. And I started a show about it. And we every week take a look at a compelling figure in mafia history. And look, we talk about some really, you know, terrible people, you know, people that are, you know, synonymous with, with that culture. But we kind of educate people on, on, on people's stories. We try to tell them stuff they didn't know. There's a lot of gambling inroads, too, with, with the mafia. With, oh, yeah. you know, there have been point-shaving uh, scandals at universities. Um, if you're familiar with the film Goodfellas, um, you know, one of the – two of the chieftain characters in that film were involved in, you know, arguably the biggest point-shaving scheme in the history of sports involving Boston College basketball. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we kind of delve into that stuff. And, you know, we talk about, you know, again – chopping up bodies and, and really bad things. But, you know, it's important and, and people are, are enthralled by it. And, and our goal with it is to get it to a bigger platform at this point. You know, I think with the right seasoning, it couldn't be a very big time show just because of the content we're doing. And we want to interview, like I want to interview all sorts of people. You know, there are people that committed 20 murders that are on the street because of their ability to inform on, on their counterparts. You know, I want to talk to those people. You know, why did they do what they did? Um, you know, how does it feel to, to, to kill people? Like, what is, what is that all about? What's the psyche in that? And, you know, I want to take it to different levels, interview mob actors and all sorts of stuff. I have all sorts of things planned, so we'll see where it goes, but you know, it's doing well and, and I'm happy with it. I love it. I can't wait to actually like tune in and listen to that. Where, where's, where can we watch it? Yeah, it's a, it's a podcast. You can find it on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google pods, wherever you get them. It's called the sit down an organized crime podcast. And, uh, you know, it, it's the next biggest thing in the mob genre. So I love it. I love it. It's such a, I, and and I have a you know I've tweeted out and, and and you'll see it. So it's such a unique perspective in in the gambling scene that you know no one's really even talking about. Uh, but the stories are are ridiculous. I'm sure. I've always noticed that 
the mob and gambling do go hand in hand. I mean, even oh, yeah. like Casino, that film. I mean, that that's pretty much exclusively about the mob's inroads in Vegas and and how they literally owned casinos and were skimming off the top and how you know those stories are are, are true. You know, those people were real people. All those people in that film. And that's another thing about the show. We do kind of episodes about a movie like we did the goodfellas episode where we every person in that film was real they were all real people and and they all had really important jobs in the mob and, and what they did so we kind of throw out the real people and, and and talk about their real stories no i love it i love it well i'm definitely gonna be tuning into that uh on apple Podcasts. is it Thank on spotify you. as well yeah yeah everywhere you get your podcast yeah beautiful beautiful um, speaking of of betting content and the gambling scene, uh, what are your thoughts about just what we see on gambling Twitter uh, and the type of content creators? And one thing I want to get your your opinion on is, is it more important as a content creator in the space to focus on entertainment value or educational value? Well, I think you have to do a little both. I mean, you know, if you just sit here, like these analytic guys, like – they're just not interesting. You know, no, no one's interested in, in no. that. You know, they just they're they just aren't, you know. And 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 when, look, when you're dealing with like these big companies that want to hire people, they're not gonna hire you, sadly. They they yeah. want people that have that compelling thing to them and you can have some fun, but you can also get down and dirty and and, and get into football or whatever. And you know, that's one thing that I've always tried to do. You know, whether I was 340 pounds or two, whatever, like I always try to have fun and I try to be compelling and look controversial. I told Liv Moods this, you know, and anyone that will listen to me, you've got to be willing to toe the line with certain things. And I that look, that can be a problem, too, because what it does is for someone like me, I will never be hired by ESPN or some of these big content outlets because of some of the things that I've said on the Internet. And there's a lot of things I'm not proud of either. But, you know. Ultimately, I think people respect guys that are willing to speak and they can be interesting and you have to set yourself aside from someone else. And luckily, I've been doing it so long where, you know, I can have some some things that happen to me and I can kind of get back up from them. But, you know, it's hard to set yourself apart, but you have to find. And, and I think your company is fascinating. You have a, a, a company that you've hired personalities and you try to create kind of a platform and that's something that you have to do if, if you're just getting into the business. I think if you just try to go at it on your own on Twitter, I, I think you're going to have a tough go of it. Oh. You know, you, you, it's really hard to, and, and you also don't want to like kind of try to get into situations that you're not in. You know, I have people all the time that they'll hit me up and they'll try to like these tout uh, Twitter accounts. They'll, they'll try to go at me. So I contact back to them and then they get followers out of it. And I've been known to kind of just not, not do that because I don't want to put them on a pedestal. Some of yeah. those people are are bad people, but yeah, I would just say you have to be entertainment, you have to be fun, but you also have to be, I think, willing to to shut it down and be able to talk about anything. And and I have a keen ability to to kind of do that. So um, you know, you have to be willing to get into the business, but also be fun as well. Absolutely, I think you do a fantastic job of of providing both that entertainment value and the educational value. Uh, just get just given your background and how long you've been into the space. But you're also your ability to like just be one conversational, have fun with it, uh, but also kind of stir the pot a little bit, get a little controversial. <laughs> yeah, and, and one other thing, you know, that's um that that's so important. You know, you you can't um, and I'll say this freely, and I'll I'll take any challenge you want. Uh, there is no one 
anyone in this business outside of maybe one or two people, particularly in college basketball that I really respect, but there is no one in this business that can sit down and go back and forth with me and, and sit on my level from a breakdown, a game standpoint in, in those sports. They just can't. I know too much. I sit here and literally go over. Look, I, I, like I said, I married the game. Okay. I don't have kids. I'm not married. It's not that I don't want that, but I just have entrenched myself in what I'm doing. And the only thing I've done over the last year is get in shape and watch football and basketball. And, you know, every night I sit down and I watch games and I, and I, I love to read and I love to put stuff into my head. And I, I've always been one that I can get stuff in my head quick. And I think if you can be professional and know something, that's truly, you know, something someone wants to hear about. Like the show we did yesterday, you know, we just sat there and talked about football. People love that. Mm -hmm. And there's not a lot of people I think that can truly, truly do that. So, mm -hmm. you know, I I'm happy that I can do both. Yeah. Just sitting down, shooting the shit about Western Kentucky futures, you know, <laughs> like just organic, natural conversation. Exactly. You've hit it right on the head. You know, and yeah. then that's whether it's NFL or, or whatever, if you're compelling with what you're talking about, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. Uh, people want to hear info. They want to and, and they want it to be dumbed down, too. There's a lot of people that have said to me, I like when you break a game down because you make it easy to understand. Mm -hmm. Some of these cats come on here, you know, some of those analytic geeks, you know, they come on here and talk about, uh, you know, this and that, you know, it's. Some of us don't know what the hell you're talking about, right? So you've got to put it in layman's terms for a lot of people. Because one thing I've learned on Twitter, and maybe you guys know this, there are a lot of dumb people, man. You have to literally spell everything out, you know? So uh, you got to dumb it down and be, be as easy as possible. No, absolutely. Especially with how fast this industry is growing. You know, there's so many novice betters who just don't know what the hell they're doing. 100 percent yeah and, and that's the thing you're gonna have new people you're gonna have people that know what they're talking about don't know you just gotta you gotta make it easy for everyone absolutely um who, who's someone in the space that you you think has kind of emerged uh as a content creator that uh has kind of caught your attention um and and what is it about them that has made you you know impressed with, with well, their you output? Know, i think you i think you want me to say you <laughs> and, and I might say you, uh, you know, I, I will say, I think your platform is interesting because I don't really think anyone's doing it. Like there are some other platforms that track bets and stuff, but you know, you have kind of like a, a community, if you will, which, which, which I think is, is pretty cool. Um, you know, and I think with you, like you kind of have, um, you have the, um, it kind of factor, I think. And I don't, I don't look, I'm not saying I know a ton about you, but um, no, I think you're pretty interesting. I think your group are pretty interesting. You know, you're kind of that, you know, millennial, you know, some of you guys are probably like early twenties and I'll be real honest. I fucking hate that age group. Just saying, <laughs> uh, but your people I think are pretty cool. Uh, you kind of understand gambling and I think you understand like what is in it and, and how big it's going to be. Um, as far as people I respect, not a ton. I, I hate this fucking business to be wrong. <laughs> um, most of them are complete assholes. They're, they're, they don't know anything. Um, um, I don't it's, know. That, that's, that's so interesting. I, you know, I think, you know, all you live when she was there, I, you know, she was, she was someone that I, that I enjoyed, you know, I think she has a good personality and, you know, all the, all the, you know, all the guys there as well, you know, the kid Mikey, he seems like a good guy. You know, he, he, he understands, he can't just sit there and, talk about fucking basketball and, and not have fun with stuff. And, and you could throw in little quick quirks and things. 
that's important to do. So if you can recognize that, I think you're on your way. So absolutely. It's so tough to find just like real genuine people in this game, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like there's everyone so much has, bullshit. Listen, everyone has an ulterior motive, you know, but that's okay. Um, you just have to, you know, be contrived with what you say. You know, I'll say this, whether you love me or hate me, I'm always going to be real. You know, I've always put myself out there, my name, who I am. I've shared everything about my person. Like, I don't hide anything. Everything I do is is out there. And and that's a gift and a curse. But you have to be upfront with people. I think people respect that. And, you know, have I come across people that are assholes? Of course. But, um, you know, 98% of the people that, that I've come across are, are good people. And you have to be also in the content business able to stick out. I think people kind of respect that. Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, we've got college football coming up and I yeah. can't not ask you about some potential plays. Uh, first off, I know you gave a couple on the yesterday's show, so I want to just focus on uh, some of the marquee matchups going into week one for college football. Uh, Bama and Miami. Uh, Bama's obviously favored in this one. 18 and a half spread. Can they cover that? Well, I think they can always cover numbers. And I think one of the big things in football is a lot of the time when you have these marquee matchups, the goal is to always take the points because you just look at it and you say, well, I mean, I think Miami's like top 15 and I'm sure they can hang around. I mean, that's a lot of points. But you know, you're kind of in that no man land between a two touchdown and three touchdown winner. And, you know, this game could surely be 42-21, and, and it probably closed in the first half, and, and Alabama makes some adjustments and kind of pulls away. The, the, the issue with Alabama this year is it's kind of every couple of years, like they'll have a really great quarterback or, or good quarterback, whether it's Mac Jones or or whoever, Greg McElroy years ago. But then they have these years where they'll have like a Blake Sims or Bryce Young. Now, I think Bryce Young is a guy that a lot of people like, but Bryce Young has one problem compared to like Oklahoma. Bryce Young is unproven ultimately. And I'll tell you right now about this Miami football team. They are really good. I think Garrett King, I think if he's healthy, this is a really good team. Okay. He is a guy that in that offense under Rhett Lashley is going to do numbers. And that was proven really you know, before he was injured. Um, getting him to come there, Lashley was huge for them. They had to go from that boring pro style offense to kind of that fast, quick, light year speed offense. And they were terrific number wise last year. Um, there's just a lot of question marks. I, I wish this game was for Miami, maybe week four or week three mm -hmm. week one. It sucks because while King looks to be okay, I still don't know if he's completely a hundred percent. He'd have to play at a really high, like Deshaun Kaiser like level when he was at Notre Dame or something and kind of put them on his back. Is he capable of that? Really, he is, but coming off a torn ACL is, is tough. I like their skill position, guys, but he makes them go. I don't know if they've made huge strides defensively. At points last year, they were pretty bad at one point. So you know, there's a lot to be worried about. And I think a lot of the time, like I said, you want to go with the points. Um, I don't know about this game. I, I think I can make cases for both sides. Uh, like I said, if this were game three, I think we'd have a little bit better picture. But I would – whether you don't read the tea leaves because King, everyone's going to say he's fine, but I think he's the only one that truly knows how he is. And yeah, Alabama week one is not ideal. So, I mean, before I even get to the next game, uh, do you find yourself ever really betting on some of these marquee matchups of primetime games? Are you 
more so just betting on where you see value and where you can find an edge more. Yeah, it, it's really not like I sometimes people will come in like chats and stuff that I'm doing. They'll be like, well, what time's that game? And I'm like, I have no idea what time is. <laughs> I don't look at that stuff. I don't look at like rankings or anything. Like I just look at numbers and and kind of I'm big on teams and I think how they'll play. And that's particularly big in basketball. I think when you're looking at college hoops, you know, if you're looking at um, you got to look at schematics, like how a team will play against a defense and vice versa and, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, no, I, I wouldn't say I don't bet those kind of games. Do I, do I, am I all involved with Alabama and LSU? Not, not usually. I, I'm kind of always looking off the beaten path, you know, the Mac, the Sun Belt, you know, AEC, different, those kind of conferences. But you know, I just kind of sometimes just spot um, things that just don't make a lot of sense to me. I love laying big numbers as well. I think the golf and talent between, you know, a top 10 program to a bottom 10 program is vast. Uh, and the athletic ability of like, let's even say like a Georgia Tech or like a, like a middling ACC program is just so light years better than like a Northern Illinois team that's like, retooling it has a new coach like the, the level in golf and talent is so big there and i like to attack that stuff early like for instance kentucky week one they play ul monroe you know ul monroe is horrific defensively i mean kentucky is not a good offense but they could still drop 40 i mean william ul monroe score it's not even a question of can they score can they move the football you know so <laughs> you know there's a lot of stuff but i i wouldn't say I don't bet those big matchups but um, you know, I, I definitely try to find the military academies and stuff like that where I can kind of find it's about value. Uh, with that being said, Clemson's minus three and a half against Georgia. Thoughts? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I think I think this is another one where you know people are just going to overrate and kind of say, "Well, Georgia, you know, I think they could probably win this game. The game probably comes down to the wire." You know, I think Clemson's on a Clemson, Alabama, and Oklahoma. I think are on a, a just a little bit higher level than than Georgia and LSU and some of those other teams. I think if you're going to make a case about a quarterback that you like outside of Rattler, because look, outside of and those top four, whether it's Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, or um, or uh, Oklahoma, Rattler is the most ready and guy you would depend on. But the other guy is Alagalele uh, there in Clemson. He's a guy that. I think we'll be the next, you know, Taj Boyd or Deshaun Watson, right? So he's the guy that's going to take them to the next level. And I, I think that quarterback plays just way better than, than anything George is going to have. Um, mm -hmm. That I, I don't have much on it just because I think it, it's, it's partly just a coin flip at the end of the day. I, I think they have the edge just because of the quarterback. Is he worth two or three points? Probably. Um, I wouldn't be taking Georgia here. Just my thought. I, I, it's Clemson or pass for me. Love it. Well, we can't get to football faster, uh, but we also have got some basketball on right now, NBA Summer League, and I got to give yeah. it to you, brother. You had an absolute <laughs> lock yesterday. You said fade the Mavs at all costs, and I actually took that. I tailed you, and it smacked. Yeah, they were up 40 in the third quarter. I was very <laughs> happy with it. Yeah, listen, you know, Summer League, it's funny because I had a friend of mine, we were talking about this last night, and he said, you know, I saw you bet on Summer League. I've been on summer league every year. I always have good. I mean, last year I killed the summer league. The, the thing about me, I know these college players in and out. I mean, that's my wheelhouse and summer league's all about rosters. And it's pretty easy. If, if you have a good roster, you'll do well. If you have guys that have played in the NBA and are playing in summer league, they're just way better than guys that are never going to sniff a roster. 
And when you look at Dallas's roster, it's horrific. I mean, they have one guy and Tyrell Terry that may sniff minutes, but it's not going to be much. When you look at the Sixers, the Knicks, you know, teams like that that have rosters. I mean, they have four or five guys that played minutes in the NBA. That is so superior to anything that some of these small teams with small rosters throw out. And some teams just don't care. Like the Bucks, you know, and teams like that, like they don't really care a ton. And the Mavs are also a team, when you look back to the Porzingis trades they made, they haven't made a ton of picks recently. Mm -hmm. So they're throwing out guys just out of, off the, you know, there's a reason that a free agent, um, you know, kid that didn't get drafted, didn't get drafted. They're the ones, they're picking those guys up. And, you know, those guys are not people you want to back in, in summer league. So you yeah. got to look at rosters, real important. So do you see any any value on the board today? You know, I haven't delved in. I probably should have. I, I, You know, I will say this morning I was a little behind just with, you know, I I, I shouldn't have wake, woke up so late. But um, I'll get into it. I mean, we don't have games today until uh, 6 o'clock, so we have plenty oh, of time to, to get involved. Um you know, I, I think you know Portland is a pretty interesting summer league team. I really liked what I saw out of them the other night. Uh, but I got to delve into seven and a half it's minus seven and a half tonight for Portland. Yeah, it's a big number. Uh, and the Clippers are are probably a bottom three or four summer league roster. So I think that makes some sense. Um, but but I want to kind of delve in here to to look at some of these stuff. You know, we have some new teams uh, or some teams we haven't seen in a day or two. I thought Detroit looked pretty good the other night as well. Yes. I'll tell you right now, I love that team. The Pistons, I'm real high on. I know you have some NBA folks that you speak to uh, that do shows with you guys. I, I I like this team. I think their coach is really good, Dwayne Casey. They're super young. Uh, I love Cade Cunningham. Uh, I, I really like the Pistons going forward, even in the next year. I, I think they're going to make – look, can they make the playoffs? That might be a bit of a stretch. But you know, defensively, I think they'll be tough, and I think they have just a lot of kids that have a lot of growing to do, and, and they're going to be a factor sooner enough. I'm a diehard Oklahoma City Thunder fan, and I want to hear your thoughts on their current situation and their current draft pick that they got, Josh Giddy. Oof, that's rough, being a Thunder fan. I guess you had your years in the sun. Oh, well, yeah, not, we not, had our years. Not much anymore. Not no. much to be excited about anymore. You know, Giddy's a guy that's interesting. You know, he's he's someone that um, – you know, Australia's largely been an unproven country as far as NBA talent. You know, I think – They've had some really good NBA players, you know, Patty Mills and Del Vadova, just guys that have carved out. I mean, call, I don't know if you could say they're really good even. They're just solid NBA guys. You know, you've had, you know, Ben Simmons, and, and there, but there's been a large contingent of no one's really proven themselves from Australia to be a mm -hmm. top level NBA player. Mm -hmm. I think he can be that. You know, he's a guy that's got really good size. He can really do it all on the court. Um, he's a good defender, he's a good shooter. Um, you know, he's got that kind of zeal that maybe like a LaMelo ball had, um, and it could be kind of a similar player. Uh, I like him. I think it's a good pick. I liked him. He, he flew up the draft boards, um, but they're just so the golf and talent there is just high. They just don't have many guys on that team that can go out and score on a daily basis. It's really a barren wasteland of, of, of no talent. Yeah. Their summer league roster is not great, I mean, <laughs> but they have some kids that, have like Jalen Horde played in the NBA. Um, they have some guys that 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 that, that you know can play in the NBA. So I, I think they'd be an okay summer league team. But yeah, there's there's not a lot of talent uh, going forward in, in the regular season. It's going to be a long year again. It's going to be a long long decade probably. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for joining us, Jeff. It was an absolute pleasure. Before you go, 
Give us your best piece of advice uh, for new sports bettors. Um, well, sports bettors, I would just say, you know, develop it as some kind of hobby and, and, and treat it like, you know, any hobby you do, you know, put time into it. You, you may have to lose, you know, you're going to lose money. I mean, it's part of the game, but you know, don't uh, get down, you know, kind of stick with what you do, find yourself content. If, if you're not able to that, that you trust and you enjoy and, you know, just try to put some time into it and, and learn. You're going to make some mistakes, um, but um, only the strong survive at the end of the day. So, yeah, you know, you're going to have rough, rough ways. You're going to have good years, you know, but, you know, the, the people that I kind of equate it to poker. You know, if, you, if you're familiar at all with poker, I mean, if you've ever poker was kind of popular in the 2000s and even still today, there's there's a contingent of people that enjoy poker. If you watch poker, there's a there are guys that you've seen for years and they've stayed in the game long enough because. You know, they have years where they lose or whatever, but there's a constant, you know, they've been in it long enough and they do their thing and you have to just kind of go through it and, and, and try to be able to learn and, and take advice, which is something that I've, I've been always been able to do, but I started to try to understand it recently and you just got to get through it, you know, try to be different, try to have fun with it. And if you get into content, you definitely want to be different and try to find your own angle and, and be different. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Jeff. It was a pleasure as always. Uh, have a great Rest of your week. Uh, good luck to you in college football, college basketball, NBA. You know, I'm going to be tailing all of it. So uh, you can follow Jeff on Twitter. Um, drop your drop your social handles. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Nadu, N-A-D-U. Uh, check me out on my other podcast, The Sit Down 7 on Twitter as well. Um, just follow me. And I put out a lot of content, do a lot of, you know, lives if I can do them. And, you know, who knows where I'll be in the next couple of months, but I'll, I'm sure I'll find a home somewhere. Thank you for having me, Trent. Uh, good conversation and uh, good luck with everything. I'm sure we'll, we'll speak again. Absolutely. Thank you so much, brother. Okay, guys. All right. Well, you know, we got a fucking cheeky lay. No chance parlay. Um, let's get right to it. I'm starting with my pick here. Absolute lock of the night. Dodgers run line. Alex Wood against the goddamn D-backs. Sign me the fuck up, baby. Um, that's my pick for the no chance parlay. Let's hand it off to Mike. Did he just say Dodgers run line? No, I said, I said Giants run line. No, you uh, said I think you just forced the, the habit accent. I said Dodgers. I 100% said Giants run line. I hope you know you, you did not 100% say Giants run line. <laughs> yeah, you actually 100% said Dodgers. Run All right, line. We'll, we'll find out when we run that shit back. I mean, uh, we already found out. We don't you. need to run that back. You said Dodgers. I was like, damn, I got to make the – I got to, like, redo the odds. And I was like, wait, Alex Wood's not on the Dodgers. Right, shut up. Fast forward or rewind. My pick for the no-chance parlay is the Giants run line, Alex Wood against the Diamondbacks. Book it. Yeah, I mean, we're keeping that in there. But uh, my play is going to be riding with the hot hand – for those of you listening at home, I have the jersey on. I like the Phillies against the Dodgers today on the money line. Some plus money. Listen, this Phillies team is hot. And as a gambler, you got to ride the hot hand. And I'm going to ride with these Phillies. I also think the Dodgers are frauds and that they love to sell. And as Gavin has said on the show before, Philly teams, you got to ride with them when they're not supposed to win. And this feels like a game that they're not supposed to win because everyone and their mother is going to be on the Dodgers Phillies money line. Uh, well, the TikTok live stream just confirmed I indeed did say Dodgers. So I apologize for that. <laughs> we are not taking the Dodgers. We are actually fading the Dodgers. Um, Jason. 
Uh, yeah, I got the Mariners run line against the Rangers. Colby Allard is 0-7 in his last seven starts. Not 0-4 and 3 no decisions, 0-7. And, and uh, earlier in this uh, er, this morning, Trent informed me that one of his really skinny uh, high school baseball teammates got a hit off Colby Allard in high school. So, uh, That'd be the chemist. Yeah, that's a good that's a good sign for this bet. If uh, the chemist is getting hits off Colby Allard, I think uh, fucking Kyle Seeger can get a hit off Colby Allard then. So, yeah, Mariners run line. I'm staying away from money line, minus 225. Don't like that, but we'll go run line. Why not? Yeah, what what have the Mariners ever done to be minus 225? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like if you're going to take the Mariners at that point, like, all right, give me like, minus 105. Win, win by two runs. I swear, if I see anyone on the Mariners minus 220 today, I'm calling you out. Gavin. Uh, I'm rocking with the Orioles uh, money line down in Baltimore today against uh, one of your favorite picks for some reason over the last couple weeks, the wagon. Oh, the wagon. Against the Tigers. Um, I feel like if Vegas kept track of MLB, MLB teams bet against who have ruined the most parlays, it would probably be Baltimore. So I'm rocking with them today. They are dogs, and uh, let's roll with it. Can you name – <laughs> can you name me three players on the Orioles? Because I don't know if I could do it. Brian Roberts. <laughs> I think they're out for the day is like Nick Markakis, uh, Adam Jones. <laughs> I think Manchado is at, at third, but I'm not sure. He's, he's Chris gone. Davis. Uh, Chris Davis is hot right now. Chris yeah. Matt Weeders just made his first all-star appearance. Miguel Tejada. I think Chris Davis is giving uh, Otani a run for his money for uh, <laughs> home run leader. Actually, so, yeah. I want to I want to I want to try this. So we got we, Matt Harvey, Cedric Mullins. That's well, all I got. Um, we just got Freddie Galvis. Uh, Trey Mancini, bro, Mancini um, from from Baltimore. So he could have been one. Uh, right. Fading Casey Mize on the road. We're going with the Baltimore Orioles. Sounds like him. All right, let's see what this. What this adds up to? You got Phillies. So, um, yeah, no, oh, wow! It's already moving, dude. When we start, yeah, it sure. I know the Mariners just moved to plus one ten. Um, they're minus one ten, plus seventeen seventy one. Yeah, that's that what I'm seeing. Four, that right four now. legger, lock it that in. Is a four legger that could pay someone's tuition, somebody's, whether it's your daughter, it. your your niece, your nephew. They're going to college. This shit hits. So place it. That parlay is brought to you by Blockbuster. Yes. Brought to you by GameStop. <laughs> the the no chance lay of the day. And guess what? You know damn well there's a fucking nerfy we're riding. And it's the Brewers Cubs first game of the day. All eyes on those six glorious outs, damn it. Bring us home. Bring us home. What is an episode today? What an episode. Anyone have any departing last words? <clears throat> Two-run bomb to ruin your nerf in the bottom of the first. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> three-run bomb to end your nerf. Three-run gagger. Nothing like the three-run gagger. Solo up. shot, top of the first. No <laughs> it happened to me, what, a couple days ago? Uh, uh, I was there when that happened to you in person, too. <laughs> oh, yes. That's happened to me twice this season. First pitch gagger. God damn <laughs> All right, this has been – I mean, you'd rather go out first pitch gagger than two out solo shot. Oh, no, facts. Might just rip the Band-Aid off early. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, sticking around for this marathon episode 
of your for- favorite sports betting show, the Atchie Hour, brought to you and powered by the Book It Sports app. Go download the Book It Sports app today, free on the Google Play Store and Apple App Store. Let's make some coin. Let's win some tickets. Have a great day, everybody, in the rest of the week. Book it.